0: Priscilla couldn't tell him the truth. Often she lay awake for hours, staring at the pale mosquito netting looped above their bed, listening to his muttering, wanting but not daring to wake him, dying for him to touch her. Sit down and have some breakfast. Lalita's coming with a fresh pot. I'm not really hungry. I'll take a flask of tea with me. I want to get out to the north slope as soon as I can and see how the plucking is coming along. "'Suresh told me that normally the second flush harvest "'should be completed before the rains begin. "'The longer we take, the poorer the quality will be. "'Oh, please, sit down for just a minute. "'Have a biscuit. "'These days I hardly see you.' "'Jonathan rested his hand on her shoulder. "'He brushed his lips across her ginger curls. "'The brief touch made Priscilla shiver with delight. "'I'm sorry, Prue. "'I know that this must be hard on you.' "'As soon as the harvest is finished, we'll start looking for a buyer. "'We'll be back in England before Christmas, I promise.' "'He straightened up, a resolute look hardening his youthful features. "'Right now, though, I'm facing something of an emergency. "'I hope that you can understand. "'Lolita, put that in a thermos for me. "'I'll be back for lunch around one.' "'He reached for the oilcloth raincoat hanging by the doorpost. Priscilla rose and put her arms around his waist.' His body had changed in his few weeks of physical exertion. She could feel the hard muscles shifting under his shirt. Her own body sparked awake, suddenly aware of the texture of his skin, the scent of his soap. "'I'll miss you, John.' She tried to kiss him, but he twisted away, only his moustache brushing her lips. "Priscilla, please! It's broad daylight!' "'Oh, there's nobody around. No one would be out in this deluge. "'Oh, do kiss me, please!' She rubbed her body against his, deliberately trying to rouse him. Anyway, you didn't mind before, when we first got married. Do you remember that time when you met my train at King's Cross? You were so desperate for me, you slipped your hand under my blouse, right there on the platform. That was a long time ago. John's face was grim. Tears gathered into an aching lump in Priscilla's throat. We were young and irresponsible. ''I liked being irresponsible,'' she declared, putting on the bratty air that used to amuse him. But she couldn't bring a smile to his face. Firmly, he put her aside and pulled the oilcloth over his head. ''We'll talk about this later, Priscilla. I've got to get to the fields.'' She knew, though, that this conversation, like all the others about their private life together, would not be continued. She watched him stride down the path heading for the paddock. Before long, she heard the clip-clop of his horse fading into the misty distance. She sighed, leaning on the railing and peering out through the shifting veils of rain. Priscilla had been crazy for John when they met. She couldn't get enough of him. She'd been a virgin when they wed, but before long she was as randy and ready as any woman of the street, or so he claimed. Back in those days, her sexual audacity had excited him. Memories of their early adventures made her cheeks burn and her thighs dampen. Somehow, though, his early ardour had cooled. It could have been the increasing weight of his business concerns or the terrible hardships of the war years. It might have been due to the fact that, despite frequent and vigorous efforts, she could not seem to conceive. They both wanted children. In the beginning, the notion that they were creating a child together added a special thrill to their love making. As the years went by without her becoming pregnant, they stopped talking about children. Silently, each of them oscillated between guilt and blame. When they made love, the unspoken recriminations made it more and more difficult for them to connect. If only they could try again, but John hardly touched her now. She could easily remember the last time, on the steamer a few days out of Portsmouth, when she had been seasick and John was trying to comfort her. She hadn't been in much of a condition to enjoy herself, but still his attentions had been welcome. Oh, Nearly two months ago, Priscilla was frustrated beyond belief. Being here in India made it worse. Assam was much cooler than Delhi or Calcutta, but inevitably in this climate they wore fewer clothes. The native food with its spices and chilies tended to stir the blood and the native people were far less circumspect than the English about their bodily functions. Once, walking past the village on an errand, she had come across a man and woman coupling in the shade of a huge bow tree. Hidden behind a break of bamboo, embarrassed but unable to look away, Priscilla had watched their mating. The man-